0: Tonight, the peaches fly. Hello, everyone. I'm Amanda Costner. This is LesCast. We are recapping A leak of Their Own Season 1, Episode 3. And this week on my YouTube channel, I will have a reaction to Episodes 2 and 3, so stay tuned for that. But right now, we are recapping the third episode. And with me today is someone I really enjoyed doing a deep dive on Season 2 of Gentleman Jack with. She is an iconic trivia mafia host, tour guide, professional bar fly, and a good friend. Please welcome back to the podcast, Ida Ellen Sampson.
1: I didn't know where the, the mirror was. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to be here. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I just I just want to check one thing. Are we we're starting, right? We're starting the recap. It, we're yeah. we're starting. We're good to go. Let's okay, because uh, threesome. <laughs> they started the episode with a dream threesome.
1: Uh, thank you. I was like, she, because he comes home and he like blows the door open, and I was like, this is a dream, isn't it? I was like, this is a dream. <laughs> like, okay, I'm here for it. Yeah, it was amazing, and she's just loving it. She's like. <laughs> <laughs> so great see I couldn't right.
0: tell if it was a nightmare or if it
1: was a dream I couldn't tell so I got dream vibes which made me like curious I was like okay so are we establishing her as like fully bisexual then or is she just still emotionally attached to her husband or if she like got that positive look on her face because she's like there's a lady on me I'm gonna ignore the guy It could go either way
0: Well, initially, I did think she was bi. Um, And not that it's like a huge deal. I don't want to make a Crazy huge deal uh, out of labels, but you know, it would be interesting info to have. But then as the episode went along, not to get too ahead of ourselves, as the episode went along, I just kept feeling like they were referencing this in a nightmarish way, like later on when we get to see her on the date with Greta and Greta's date, and like Shirley's there too. But yeah. I don't know like that, that was a nightmare, and so I was like, ooh, so was the what was this dream?
1: I did not notice that illusion. That was kind of an illusion, wasn't it? A-L, not I-L. With the the date on all of them. And then the girl was like, I was on a date with two girls once or whatever. And you remember the roommate wakes her up and says, you're having a night terror. Yes, that too. Yes, yes. I'm glad you remember that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, was she? Because I felt like she was kind of like happy in the dream. But maybe, yeah, maybe like she was actually like reaping in terror or something.
0: I'm with you. It doesn't really seem like she's like that in the in the dream. But then maybe, yeah, I don't know. We'll Kennedy see. Maybe it
1: manifests itself as like. Um, I think though, so far the evidence we have gathered is she was mostly into the chick, and she's probably just like, "Hey, he's always been really good to me. Why would I leave? Like, he's really nice. Oh no." But um, oh, I can't yeah. wait till we get to the later part of the episode. Right. Um. Yeah, we're gonna
0: see exactly how she feels. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I want to talk about that. Wait, we, we can wait. <laughs> um. In a more literal sense, we start the episode off uh, with Carson all up in her feelings. Greta comes to her room, sits mm-hmm. on her bed, calls her chickadee, and then Carson Very has short. the "Let's just be friends" talk with her.
1: Oh. Yeah, I like how she starts the let's just be friends talk with, oh, she's weird about her bed, but you can sit on my bed. Like, I don't have a problem with you sitting on my bed. She went out of her way to make sure Greta
0: knew she didn't have a problem with her on her bed. Mixed
1: signals. Also, kind of
0: Captain Obvious. Like, how much more blunt can you get than like, I would like you to be on my bed?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, let's, like, look dreamily into each other's eyes, but also, I'm not weird like you. Like, I'm (laughs) Uh normal.
0: You're so That actually
1: threw me off. That threw me off. I didn't know she was going to have that speech.
0: I was a little surprised Greta took it so well. She was like, all right, well, I guess uh, I could use another friend. I have one.
1: I think she's probably used to... This exchange, like the time that as it was, she's probably done this dance where she's like, mm, "I like you. Are you ready to admit you like me?" And she wow. probably gets a lot of that. Mm, yeah, no, like I probably shouldn't. You know? Oh my god! So, but she's just rehearsed.
0: Ida, that's such a good point. Like, yeah, yeah. she's probably this is probably like what happens every time
1: is they she's been they like friendly it. dumped. A million times. <laughs> oh, poor Greta. Greta. But also, like, I know we're not recapping this episode, but, um, I... Wait, what, no, what we are with...
0: recapping the episode. No,
1: no, I'm sorry. We're recapping this episode. <laughs> the one I'm about to reference. Oh, sorry. She leaves I her, you She leaves her... Sorry, it's my fault. I, I do that. <laughs> with, uh, I'm like, what? You're not in my head? <laughs> we're going to start talking about something completely new. But when she was in the alleyway and she was like, like kissed her and she goes, "Ah, I'm going to go home with a guy now. And she's like, but like, I was like, "Uh, did I read that whole you kissing me thing wrong? Because yeah,
0: they're both giving each other mixed signals. Maybe Carson's just taking after Greta.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I think it was more, I almost wonder if it's a little, uh, um, revenge a little bit like. Well, screw you like you're gonna oh,
0: for sure there's this episode we get into some i mean i was gonna say i think i i asked in my i think it was my last recap cap i did i i was asking or maybe it was the first one we'll i was asking is Greta playing games with carson i think here this episode by the end of it i was like yeah she's playing some games with carson He's
1: playing some games and i don't so now i'm like completely switched around because when the show started, I was like, okay, she's not even going to be in that picture anymore. Because no one would do me dirty like that. I wouldn't like, <laughs> that was rude. And then Maxine is just there. And Maxine's like, what's up? And she's like, uh, what? <laughs> and it's so weird. And then, then, like, Maxine You thought we were going like, to oh, get
0: stuff. a, 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 a Maxson instead of Gretzen. Oh, Gretzen's the ship name.
1: Y'all really? Mm-hmm. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I need to do better, um... <laughs> uh twittering when it comes to this well, stuff. So yeah are, that's so exactly are. what I thought I was like so you guys and then I thought am I doing the thing that people do whenever they find out that anybody gay is in a show like oh they're just gonna all match up together like a game like, no, no I, I thought that too like that. but we oh, do do that. What's <laughs> that energy yeah we do because <laughs> now I'm like so who's gonna who else is gay like that's all I can think about now I'm like who else <laughs> on the team is gay who isn't
0: Lots more, I think. I hope <laughs> I, love love like, like I love it. Like Jess gets one line an episode, but I think Jess might not be straight. The so peeing, stand-up peeing girl.
1: I'm kind of bad with the, the names. Yeah, yeah. Um she's the general, one in this really episode.
0: She stands up and she's like, Look, I can pee while standing up and she's like I also along the with me like I'm going to wear pants, you know, like they're like a little more butch.
1: (laughs) The Canadian girl, she's from uh, uh, Moose something in Saskatchewan, but (laughs) that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing that energy and forgive me, I don't know their name, the Spanish pistol or whatever, the Spanish trigger, Lupe. I think it's a Spanish striker. Striker. Thank you. Spanish which of
0: is extremely offensive because yeah, it's yeah. well they were Spanish. being very offensive like about
1: yeah. her nationality in general um yeah. but yeah that's exactly what I'm picking up on and then the cute little um the, the one that doesn't speak much English uh keeps coming around like S- at S- her heels and is handily ignored yeah I just S-D. got that in the back of my head too <laughs> yeah, you know but
0: um Let's see. Max, Tony, and friends are all at a revival that's come into town. And on the way up to the service, we learn of this episode's plot between Clance and her husband Guy, uh, which is going to be that he thinks she's pregnant and doesn't want to tell him. We learn at the end that's not actually what's going on. What did you think of the storyline for Clance and Guy?
1: Yeah, um, I like it was... There's a lot going on. There's several storylines going on right now. <laughs> um, that's probably my least, like, the one that I'm least invested in. I doesn't, I've, mainly because I am very gay focused right now. So I'm like, hmm, the straight couple are having issues.
0: <laughs> I said so the same it, thing to Ro in, in our first yeah. recap. Yeah.
1: Really? Okay. Because I was like, oh, okay. Like, I do really like her, though. And I'm, like, ex- I was so wondering if she, like, whatever, baby. I thought she was going to say something about her, like, entering, like, a contest to be a comic book. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. That would have been good. And I was like, wouldn't that be a cool, like, storyline? And she's like, no, you got drafted. And so I I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm kind of like, meh. Like, I could take it or leave it, Um, that storyline. Mostly because I haven't really gotten to know. You said it's Roy, right? No, Guy. Guy it's not know, the show I'm just I'm just in, I I mean, just in general really guy. really bad with me <laughs> but yeah um uh so I haven't really gotten to know him at all I don't there's not really been many scenes with him there's not been many much character this is the computer, most I think right we've
0: feel. gotten
1: yeah the South egg thing. scene the egg scene oh sorry the egg scene that was like the biggest and then he comes home and he's like so he's coming into the character. So maybe I'll care about him soon. But right now I'm like, kind of two dimensional. <laughs> so I don't to really care that he's getting uh, cast. You, are. It's okay, true. It's like, I, you need to work to make me care about your characters. If you're going to try to like almost kill them off by sending them to war. Like. I don't know,
0: yeah. I think that that's kind of what they're doing because honestly, while it was the pregnancy storyline, I didn't think that that was like that interesting. Um, but then when it was the, oh, to go off to war storyline, I was like, no, but also much more higher stakes, much more interesting. Um, but as you said, yeah, we really don't know anything about Guy. We know more about Clance. Yeah. But we're only in episode three, and they can only give us so much info. So yeah. we're really mostly getting they- Max, Tony, and Clance. And yeah. we're getting uh, Carson in that as far as on the peaches, we're getting like Carson, Greta uh you know and then slowly we're getting to know some of the other girls
1: yeah yeah um yeah but i do like their friendship i think their friendship is a really nice like Maxine and um plants oh, wrong. plants yeah yeah i love their friendship i think it's great i think that it's very um formidable against the background of all the other stuff that they have going on especially now that her husband's going to get drafted. She's got this two job nightmare, all to play baseball like thing going on. And she's just very supportive while still being like kind of tough love. I really enjoy that. I get a lot out of that. I agree.
0: Yeah. I like them as a a friend dynamic duo. Max and Leah do some across the aisle church flirting. I've been there. Mm. Ida, would you gay flirt at a church? Like, that's a pretty big risk even in 2022, 1940s. I'm, like, shitting bricks
1: if I'm flirting at church. Yeah, so what's, I've always, so I only, like, really realized that I was, like, bisexual. and Well, let's all be honest. I probably had a good idea for a long time. But so whenever I was doing stuff like that, I always kind of just thought I was being nice to people and, like, being cute and charming. Um. No. Are you telling me you accidentally
0: flirted with your priest or something?
1: (laughs) No. No. I'm saying like not (laughs) church wise. I didn't really go to church. You went to church. I didn't really go. I
0: don't know why I assumed that. I'm.
1: No. No. I went to like. (laughs) No. I was a poor kid, so we went to church if there was like free stuff. But I'm just being honest. Um. But no, we definitely uh. There was other. But if that was my situation, no. Was a big risk, especially in the forties, yeah. and especially if I was already like a marginalized member of community or member of the community. So many risks, but yeah, they dove in and then they had like sex right there. They didn't even go home? get this even... scene. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh. Where were they? Kind of were they in those them. They were. Annoying. They were like. I think they were some public place because she said, Well, I have to go back. Like so, I have to go okay. back. So there was somewhere nearby the revival. Nearby. Okay. Maybe so I'm like, slow. wow, that's
0: that's a choice. Uh, how are you finding the uh these two as a couple? It's Leah and Max. uh
1: Again, uh, Leah, I would like to see more of her character developed for me to care about her. I, I, I've, all I've seen is sexy stuff, which I'm into. Love <laughs> it. Um, and the last scene where they were like kind of pissed at each other, that was more character development than I've seen in a of Yeah, like I was going to say, show. she,
0: she kind of stood up for herself at the end of this episode.
1: Awesome. Like, I could, um, let me see if I can quote her now. God can judge me, but you can't. And she just walks yep. out. I'm like, damn, you're right. You're right though. Right. Like, Oh, it was great. So I'm like, right then. I'm like, Oh yeah, get her back. Like she's a keeper, you know? But until then I was like, all I see is just someone that she's like hooking up with. I don't really see them interact in any sort of meaningful way.
0: Yeah. We, we need to learn more about Leah. You're right. Yeah. Um, but I guess she's a, pre- she's like the preacher's wife, right? Or am I crazy?
1: um maybe she's was somebody's wife and she's somebody's <laughs> wife where it would be i didn't pick up on who it was so okay. it easily could be the preacher. Yeah. but it's somebody's wife who it would be very really awkward if they found out she was hooking up with a girl <laughs> but maybe that's anybody's <laughs> wife <laughs> yeah.
0: maybe in the 1940s it's, a, it's awkward no yeah. matter what
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: i also thought it was interesting in that scene where max is asking leah do i pass as a Boy and uh, Max has that really cute hat on, and then Leah refers to Max as a stud, which I think is like a a shout out to the lesbian community. We where um, you know black and Latina women have um, you know historically been referred to as studs, uh, really masculine butch lesbians, and so uh, we got that shout out.
1: I didn't know that fun fact. Yeah, I did like the hey, look how would I look like as a guy. I know she was doing it. She wanted to like pass as a guy for this job. But I did like that it was like an insert of this is actually a part of um, LGBT culture. Yeah. I
0: think this show has been doing a really fantastic job inserting like, you know, on some of the behind the scenes, uh, you know, Abby Jacobson says how they hired lots of consultants as researchers for the time. And it seems like they've really utilized them and tried to implement, make it feel as realistic as possible.
1: That's great. Yeah, I've been really enjoying it. And yeah, I don't feel like I start to think like, mm, is it going to just start to feel like a like they're trying to make a modern show with a 1940s backdrop, which would be fine. I mean, that would be a very entertaining show. But I, I don't think that that's what they're doing, which is nice. They're keeping real with a lot of elements.
0: Yeah, the only, at the very beginning, I was like, oh, they all sound like how people today sound, <laughs> um, even with some other slang and stuff. But I've been able to just, you know, I, that hasn't bothered me.
1: So, I think they have to pick some battles. I but, I mean, the 1990, well, I, I saw the 1990, it was 1992 or 1994. That one, I don't think that they were very, like... Um and uh, unless you're calling the John Lovitz character who is very like New York-y kind of like, yeah. yeah, he was so funny. Oh it's like and he, he's done after like twenty minutes into the movie. Such a Can fan. we go? <laughs> you know, whatever he's, he's <laughs> always complaining in that voice. Get these wild animals away from me. Um <laughs> But I don't oh it's so great. He's like I can't even <laughs> think now, like when he meets Marlo. <laughs> I wonder if they're gonna, <laughs> who do you, like, do you, this is one thing I, I definitely want to point out, and I know we're going through the episode, but just really quick, do you see that there's, like, a, like, a, any parallels of characters from the movie, like, um. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, I think what they're trying to do is give, like, little shout-outs, but then also create their own characters. I mean, for sure, a lot of Kit in Carson, Roe and I talked about that, and then, I see a lot of, like, um May and Greta sometimes. I also yeah. – um I was going to say I thought it was a shout-out to Dottie when they have – in this episode, episode three, they have Carson coaching for a few plays, and that was, you know, part of the plot of the 92 movie. So, yeah, I just – and uh, obviously, like, a lot of Rosie O'Donnell's character is in Joe. Um what about you?
1: So I, the Madonna character, and again, you're gonna have to help me with names here, but the blonde kind mm-hmm. of like sleep, like uh what's the word? Uh, kind of like little easy one, you know, the cute, the the pretty one, the like blonde one. That yeah, was she's like easy. Kind of I was, yeah. Well, I don't think
0: they've showed her get with anyone.
1: <laughs> no, maybe not easy. So that wasn't the right word. Flirty. She easy, was asking maybe. about all Flirty, the boys. Yeah. Yeah. Flirty and very cute and um she would be like Maybell. I think she
0: is like the closest to the actual name because her name on the her character is Maybell, Which really yeah. sounds like yeah. all the way May.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I'm really happy that they introduced the BIPOC characters into the show. I'm sure a lot of people are happy about that. Cause I don't think there were any um in the movie.
0: No, the movie just gives them like a two minute
1: Dramatic music. Here's a black woman throwing a pitch. And yeah. we're done. Back to the yep. white piece. <laughs> yep. that was it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just was noticing that there weren't a ton of parallels. That was kind of like, which I liked. They kind of built the show up from a completely different angle. When I watched the movie though, I did notice that they did uh copy like or like kind of emulate the scene getting on the train. I thought that was nice. Mm-hmm. So oh, very sure, much yeah. the running and throwing the suitcase into the train. And then the reveal of the stadium. So those two mm-hmm. um were very much the same.
0: But yeah, I think they were, as Aaron was pointing out on the the recap we did of episode two, I think they were just yeah. basically using the movie like this is the how we're going to market it this it's probably how the elevator pitch they gave to whoever you know at amazon prime they sold it to and indeed as we saw for me like i was covering the and just like that reboot of sex in the city and it was very much not enjoyed by most of the fans but they did huge numbers because the sex in the city brand is just so big and i think in that way that's what we're doing with this show, but I—they definitely wanted to do their own thing, and that, like you said, like this really is its own entity. I, I think the movie gets referenced a lot because we love the movie so much. But I think as the season goes on, I will—I will probably reference it less and less. With—with, with, um, I, I assume.
1: Yeah. No. Absolutely. And I'm feeling the same way. Like I'm—I I have nostalgia for the old movie, and I wish that the Ron Swanson guy could be more like Tom Hanks. I really do. You do. Uh, you miss oh, jimmy dugan man. i do jimmy dugan and i know he's super like vomity and drunk like all the time but he should <laughs> up to be a good guy so i hope that this guy because he's more like he's not like drunk and like kind of uh bottom of the barrel like you know helpless he's more like a tool like that's what i'm getting out of this like yeah um, so I'm hoping he just well, gets Nick, a slap in the face.
0: And Nick Offerman's in a tough spot, you know. How can he fill Tom Hanks's shoes? He's got to be saying, <laughs> "I've got to do something totally different." But also, I'm sure he's like he's kind of villainous. He's a little bit of a villain. So, but I yeah. think uh, I I have a feeling he's going to come around, and that's going to be one I of our feel good so. stories of the season. And I'm not spoiling So, no,
1: no, and, and Nick Offerman, if you're watching this, this wasn't a <laughs> this wasn't. attack on your acting Um, terrific actor how dare you You (laughs) I witnessed this you attacked him (laughs) Um, it was more the character I'm just hoping that it kind of winds up um, that way and I'm sure it will Um, it's just kind of interesting but he does a great job at playing like this tool has been baseball player which so far so good
0: I mean speaking of Nick Offerman as Coach Porter Lupe's elbow is tweaked and Coach Porter has no Fs to give. Ida, have you ever tried to solve a tricky situation with a pie? Just present a pie to someone you're trying to reason with. I really
1: haven't. I want to relate to this. I really do, but I can't see where she was coming from. Well, she was so cute. She was like, "It's a conversation pie. <laughs> we were gonna sit down and talk." <laughs> Did she? Has well. she ever met him? Did she get amnesia and forget? Like, yeah like why did you think like he's never referenced that he really loves pie or anything I think that was just her only we tool in of. her tool belt like she was like this is the only tool I have so I'm just gonna try it and it works but she was so cute she was like I have it covered I have a plan
0: so confident yeah <laughs> didn't work didn't work
1: also what pie was that I've never seen a pie like that is it like a Fruit pie? Or yeah, it didn't look good. Maybe it was like
0: a blueberry no. pie. It
1: really yeah. didn't
0: maybe look good. Maybe, like, maybe, maybe make a better pie, Carson, yeah. and it works. Yeah,
1: or make like cupcakes to like so he can have something to <laughs> yes. to grab because this is work. Uh, he has to like cut into it and like put it on uh, something. I don't all know.
0: All the great feminists are rolling in their grave. Um, yeah, make better baked goods, ladies. When yeah. you need to get negotiate
1: with people. Yeah. So
0: we've got a uh, part of the situation I referenced with, we're going to be seeing Greta play what I think are some, you know, games. Uh, we got the beginning of this plot line where Sarge tells Greta, she's been asked out by some random guy. And not only does Greta have to accept dates through Sarge, she also has to have a chaperone to go on dates. Um, which I didn't even have to when I was 16. Like
1: I said, I'm a preacher's kid. This is strict. Yeah. Rules. I like how she handles it, too. She goes, are you coming on my date with me? Like, she was super, like, like <laughs> positive attitude about it. But you could tell it kind of in a shitty way. Like, she was like, <laughs> um, that was wild. Yeah. No, I was definitely, um can't relate to that at all. But I think it was more keeping their, like, image. Intact, mm-hmm. yeah, but then someone else she was like strength in numbers, so when it was just Sarge, it was okay if it was just her, but when it wasn't her, they had to bring two more,
0: right? Because what if I don't know what I guess yeah. with with only one girl, it's wild and crazy things could happen, but if you have the one two,
1: early woman equals two <laughs> young, also, though-
0: athletic. Why can't Sarge go because of her period? Is it a nineteen forties thing? Like, don't leave the house if you're a woman if you're on your period, or is it like she's just doubled over in pain, which I
1: understand. That's more biblical. That's more (laughs) biblical. That's not even like nineteen forties. That's like she has to be in shame, like in her house and not be seen. Wait, is that a biblical thing? You told me you didn't get a church. Okay, I didn't go to church, but I definitely <laughs> read a page or two out of the good book. And one of those pages that I read was definitely um there was one story that I remember in particular as a woman using her period as an excuse for something. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. This is like so great. She was like, um, Oh, listeners, no, I listeners if you know book. what she's talking about, give us a
0: give us the old scripture in <laughs> Yeah,
1: give us the old the give book. us the um not that I've read, read a couple pages, but it's the you know, because it was more complicated back then, obviously, because they didn't have the tools that we do now. Um, but hmm. yeah, I do yeah, not bombs. know. Yeah, that's what I mean okay. by tools. Um, yeah. I do not know what the deal was, the pain, but I'm guessing it's kind of a tool situation. Like she really didn't know. She didn't know the All flow. Right. This is going to drive me the nuts. Flow I... was going to get away Are you going to Google it?
0: Oh, I am exact. I am definitely inventing. Okay, tampons were invented in 1931, but maybe it hadn't spread to Sarge's neck of the woods.
1: 1931? Maybe she's an old school girl. Maybe that was kind of like a menstrual cup. <laughs> Pads were invented in 1896.
0: So, but how good were they, though? Like, how <laughs> good, good were they? Like, she- Oh, my God. Can you imagine if some random dude was listening to this right now? There probably are men. Uh, men, I don't apologize. I hope they, this are is totally <laughs> I, they are totally
1: normal. I listening. This is educational. This is educational. It's been educational and and also, for me. Men, if you are listening, if you have ladies over your house and also ladies, you already know this. Have tampons and pads at your house when you're dating. Be a hero. Be that hero. We all need to see. You. This is why I brought you, Ida. See,
0: I didn't. I never knew that that's the thing that could help with the ladies because. Mm-hmm.
1: You know. It's just nice. I had been to a guy's house for, and I wasn't even dating them, but I saw, it, but I knew they were single and lived alone and they had tampons and pads under their sink. And I'm like, what a guy. Were you like, if I was single. This would make yeah. me be more into you. I was like, with my date, and I'm like, we can talk. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, you should figure out this mystery though. I think it has to be pain or it's probably just inconvenience. But I'm like, why would she vocalize that? Why wouldn't she say she had a headache or something? Or maybe the writers
0: were like, nobody will care. The writers had no idea that we would be debating this
1: for like ten minutes. (laughs) Or maybe they knew we would. (laughs) There's a couple of there's a couple of gays out there who are going to want to know the answers. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) let's not tell them.
0: Okay, so Max shows up to day one at the factory. And the white ladies who denied her at the registration table immediately go full Karen trying to sabotage. I thought it was awesome and pretty funny when Max advocates for herself, she's saying she's like, I'm strong. She says she has eight kids.
1: <laughs> and it works. She gets the job. <laughs> well, what's funny is like she makes this erroneous lie about all the children she doesn't have. And then he just looks at her and he goes, I don't care. He's like, <laughs> And then he's like, get to what I actually care about. And then she goes, well, yeah, I can lift. And I can do it. He's like, can you lift 50 pounds? And like, she goes, yes, of course. And she goes, fine. And then he looks at the ladies and he's like, are you, I, I can't remember exactly what he says, but he's like, basically asking them, like, are you going to do this job? Mm-hmm. If not, step aside. That's
0: true. Yeah, I liked it. They were like, I just oh! love
1: when the, the douchey male trope character turns out to be like an advocate accidentally. Mm, yeah. That's a trick I, I enjoy.
0: Accidental advocacy. Better than no advocacy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Better. Quite
0: a bit better. Uh later the peaches head out for some night practice and it turns into a big old flirty game of flashlight tag. Oops, I tagged you with my boob. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Whose games are these?
1: That was fun though. That was Are these? No, I'm like, where did these come from? But that was great uh that was cute and then they ended up doing this thing where they're laying on the grass and like chatting and slowly looking at each other and they do this thing where you're like kind of like just looking at your person and it's just it's very cute and then pretty romantic yeah yeah you were gonna
0: say and then
1: we get the joe (laughs) hey literally (laughs) jumping in between which is Fun, like if they we were all friends, that would be a cute, fun thing to do, but you could tell she was so disappointed. She was like, Yeah,
0: do you think really there's really was some jealousy
1: there on joe's part? I don't know. I think that's another like development that might actually unfurl a little bit. Um, so far I'm not seeing her as they don't have a relationship that I think is very flirty. They're very much just solid like rider dies. But you could still be so jealous right
0: of right your right friend right if they fall in love and suddenly you're not getting as much tension. Could be. Yeah.
1: I think she's more jealous of Greta herself, like and like the uh, other people that are around her and like that like um you know moth to the flame hmm. kind of thing. She's very much the flame and I think Carson might feel a little bit like the moth sometimes. Okay. I got real wow. deep. I
0: got real like deep. a moth to a flame yeah again biblical again i
1: think or is that just poetic? i don't know i, don't know. It's I think it's a, biblical it's just, it's just, okay let's say it's biblical let's it's call like like out people who actually know yeah let's see if uh, we let's see if we get people to watch this that actually know, <laughs> I don't know we if do
0: learn in your uh in with before the big joe interrupting them we do learn that uh some background on carson that She's afraid that she's going to turn out just like her mom, who we learn left her dad when Carson was just 10 years old. Now she's the one kind of flirting with the idea of leaving her husband.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, kind of a bombshell. Not totally unexpected. And I'm sure that's kind of what Greta was thinking. She's probably waiting for the bombshell. Um, I don't agree. I don't think that's what she's doing to her husband at all because they don't have kids right
0: so. not at all the
1: same yeah yeah i agree too so if i was Greta, i would have been like you are be too hard on yourself but that's just me. okay at
0: the next peaches game lupe won't stop throwing doves fork balls which okay i i, I have to say I've been there before. Um, I, I played golf and I thought Roberta Collindress, I'm sorry, I'm probably mispronouncing her last name, but uh, the the person who plays Lupe just nailed this thing sometimes as an athlete where you just can kind of defer to the person that you respect. For me, it was oh. my dad. Um, when I started playing professional golf, Like sometimes he would give me what I knew was terrible advice, but you can't say anything. Um, I feel like Lupe even knew she was doing the wrong thing, but she just couldn't not do what Coach Porter was asking her to do.
1: I can, like, I definitely can relate to that feeling. Even if it's not a person, if it's just an ideology that you have established as your ideology, you're like, no, like, that is the right thing to do. That is the thing to do. Um, absolutely. Like, I wasn't in sports, and please tell me you're going to cut an image of you playing golf In here somewhere,
0: please. Right now, just just for the people watching on YouTube, just for them, I will (laughs) insert over this dialogue a picture from my professional golf days. We all
1: need to see that. (laughs) Um, So I've never actually played uh, sports, but I've definitely done things. I mean, like with comedy, like I have people who, and I've never been let down by it, which is really great. But I have people who are like, that's what they do. So like, that's probably what I should be doing. Um, I can totally get it. Like you pick the people to follow.
0: Yep. If you, you sometimes you just choose people and you defer. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's all okay because Carson is going to step in and act as manager. As I said earlier, I felt like this was maybe an homage to Dottie from the movie. Yep. And then uh, back at the house after the game, Carson spills beer on her outfit and well, someone's got to help her. And well, guess that's gotta be Greta. Then Greta says, friends can mean a lot of different things. And we see a very aggressive rejection of Greta. And she says, I'm not like you. I'm normal. Oof. Ouch. Just the look on Greta's face when she says it. It's like, uh, you feel so
1: bad for Greta. Yeah. Yeah. I felt very, very bad for Greta. And you can see how strong she's trying to be in that moment um like i said she's had to deal with this before i don't know if she's maybe gotten this deep before um with someone she's spending like most days with this girl so i don't know if she's ever like gotten to that extent but you can tell she like gets mad but she's still trying to be very strong with it um which is what makes the next scene so great of course because she's like "Mm, like is this really what you want but i did not see that coming and i It was pretty harsh. Yeah, it was very, very harsh. Because it was like, hey, I don't want this, but also F you. Like
0: like, that
1: was a lot. Like you didn't need to do that. But she she really try again. Like just say no. It's okay.
0: So I feel like, you know, what are they trying to tell us with this, you know, Carson being overly harsh on Greta? I think maybe Carson has extremely strong feelings for Greta and is like terrified.
1: Yeah. Well, with the, going to get deep again here. Um, With the history of like, you know, LGBT, like um, being gay, especially at a time where it was literally unheard of. uh, I mean, it was kind of like, it was, but still like it was very much, you couldn't like tell your family probably. So it's not just the fact that she has feelings with this person. It's also that she has feelings for somebody other than her husband. And she has feelings for a woman. So, there's three big things happening. So, the aggressive reaction is probably against herself, against her identity, against this person who's threatening to reveal her identity. She's loaded with goodies, loaded with psychological goodies.
0: That's a good point. It's a lot. It's a lot for that time. Yeah. And that's why I'm glad now. you brought that up. Yeah, yeah, we, it's a lot now, but but you know, sometimes I do forget, oh my god, it's like 1940s, even though I mostly remember it's like, sometimes it's like, I mean, you know, that was so mean, but you're right, like, that would, I assume, ruin most of their lives, if it were found it, out.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, they, was they were giving college. people lobotomies back then, you know? Yeah, like, major electroshock, like, um, yeah, so there's just a lot, and like, it is a lot now, like, But back then, it was more like, oh, no, if anybody found out, X, Y, Z. Like, that's like, you know, dot, dot, dot. I couldn't even imagine, but a lot going on. But it was still pretty harsh because it was just them, you know? And she's been a good friend to her, too.
0: I'm thinking she just, she was doing the... Uh, the thing in the movie when the kid is like trying to tell the dog or the animal, go away, go back into nature, not the dog, like some animal or something. And it, and then the the person, the kid is mean to the, Is like, go away. I hate you. But (laughs) inside they're like, Ooh, (laughs) go away. You know, Uh, I think we, I wonder if uh, Carson's doing a little bit of that.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. And I'm I'm gonna start researching what tropes are called. People know what they're all called. Like that's a trope. That's totally a trope. That's like a thing that mm-hmm. happens. That's absolutely what she's doing, and it absolutely does not work at all. Yeah. Mainly because she's the one who keeps pulling that. <laughs> she won't <laughs> let it work. Yeah. Uh,
0: Max runs into problems when she gets put on days at the factory. And she's just about to tell her mom when her mom shows her this new, pretty, expensive, pink and yellow sign that she's made with both their names on it. My question to oh. you, I does Tony do this on purpose like Max seems to think she did? Because she could no. feel it. D- does, does Tony maybe feel Max drifting from the dream she has of Max running her salon one day?
1: No, I think it's the opposite. See, this is where it's a problem for you to be a master pretender slash liar is look at what happened to her. She's literally pretending to be awesome at the salon work, good at bookkeeping. She's showing up to church. She's being a great daughter. She's hanging out with that guy pretending she likes him. And then she's at the factory and actually doing a really good job, screwing screws or whatever it is that she's doing. And she's sucking up That's what they're doing. They're screwing screws, screws in. They're screwing <laughs> screws. Oh, they're riveting. Are they riveting? They're oh, riveting, are they? Okay. Uh, no. oh, it looked
0: good. like she was oh. working on an airplane to me. but
1: Yeah. Well, they said they're like, without screws, an uh, airplane will be a pile of metal, the guy says that. Anyway, so she's <laughs> doing all of this lying and pretending and faking, and then, oops, you built two full complete personas for yourself you were a full-time employee at this place that they really like you and you're also apparently a co-owner of a salon because you did a really good job there and they like you there so i don't think tony did it on purpose i think she was just you
0: know before you put it that way i had i did not see it that way but as you were talking just now i was like you're describing me before I came oh. out. Yeah. I was the perfect preacher's daughter. I yeah. faked everything. I faked it all. And so I'm, I, as you said that, I was like, I wonder if this is going to turn out how it turned out with me, which is like my parents did not ever get over it. Like we're estranged to this day. So
1: um, oh. we'll see what happens with Tony and Max. Well, and I'm sorry about that. And I definitely have my fair share of people in my life who just aren't interested in being around me anymore because of that, which is actually not. They have different value systems than us, and we're obviously making the better choices. So screw that. Obviously, but um, yeah, and it's like it's interesting though because she is um, she's gay, but they're not actually telling that story right now. They're telling the story of her actually really wanting to play baseball. Mm-hmm. So poor Maxine has it coming from every angle. The identity crisis yes. is overwhelming,
0: and it's such a great story to be told because this has, uh, this, this actually happened. This, these women played, a lot of these women who played baseball, they were queer. And so they were dealing with the sexism of that time um, of like, oh my gosh, you play baseball and you're a woman. And then they're also dealing with, you know, homophobia. And so um, I love that we're getting to watch this and, and, and seeing it done in such a high quality way. I do have a question though. Ida, have you ever run into a problem and then you go to your partner and you're like, partner, fiance, you know what? I'm going to need you to solve this problem for me. Uh, not only does Max ask her girlfriend to solve her problem for her, she then like talks back to, down to her uh, for going you know, uh, behind her
1: husband's back and having the affair. Ridiculous, right? It is very ridiculous. And I, I've seen this like in TV shows and movies before where people are like, oh, can you just like do the thing for me? And it's like, never will that ever work, especially with her mom. Like, are you kidding me? The mom would be like, um, excuse me, like, let me talk to her. Like, when would that ever work? And no, by the way, my future wife would never. <laughs> like, you deal with that yourself. <laughs> you get that she drama would, uh, out of here. She would respond with in a respect. similar way hmm Which I respect. Like that's how you should respond when someone asks you to take out their dirty laundry for them. Uh my
0: wife's such a people pleaser. I
1: don't know. I might be able to get
0: No, you? We need to settle this. No, I'm sure she wouldn't. I'm sure she wouldn't.
1: <laughs> Depending and on versus... how you worded it.
0: That took a turn. I didn't see. It. Like it was it <laughs> added depth to their relationship that they had this fight, but I didn't see that coming. <laughs>
1: Right. Well, they were kind of like, you're kind of like all good in the hood. I mean, like, what's wrong with, you know, having this awesome lady that is totally willing to just sidestep her current situation to um, have relations with you uh, outside of a revival? I love that you called it relations. (laughs) Relations. Yeah. Relations.
0: Come on! She's already doing so much, as you said, Ida.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely you got to take care of this one on your on your own, Max. <laughs> yeah, and it was pretty hypocritical, too. Like, she's, like, judging her for, like, oh, you're just on this man's arm. You're, like, sleeping around with somebody else. Like, okay, lady, are you kidding me? You, like, have two full-time jobs that you're weirdly not telling anybody about. And when is she sleeping? Can we figure that out? Like, I she don't should think be she is. lucky this is happening. Because otherwise, she would die.
0: <laughs> also, she was um... Like, not to keep piling on to Max, because I love Max, but, yeah, you engage in the it. affair, too. Takes two to have an affair. It
1: takes two. Like you're the you're both assholes if one of you is married, you know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it takes some ownership. And that's definitely what she could have said to Max. Like, you're here, too. You're doing it, yeah. too. But Yeah. That's kind of like a Gentleman Jack, um, Marianne, Uh, Anne thing, like, Anne's like, if she were to ever say to Mariana, hey, you know? Oh, no, she does. She gives her,
0: um, what a line you're drawing. I love this. Yeah, so listeners who aren't aware in Gentleman Jack, um, Anne Lister, the lead, uh, cheats on her wife, uh, Anne Walker with Mariana, but at various points, uh, she is giving, even outside of that, Cause like that's another layer of Ann Lister's hypocriticalness. But she, in the diaries, often gives Mariana shit for yeah. oh you're doing this behind your husband's back. It's like you are too. You know she's married. She's not tricking you. You're engaging in the affair too. But it's Charles we went Smith on their go.
1: honeymoon with them. We yeah. Need to get into this.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. So there's uh, back another to episode. You guys watch that yeah. one if that interested <laughs> you at all
0: right uh everyone check out that uh, recap i did and i did that was really fun we broke down the whole yeah. season uh season two yeah. of gentleman jack okay so let's see as i said we end up with what i thought was like a callback to the threesome dream when greta Whoa. carson and Shirley they go out on this date with this man who i wasn't able to take down his name i, I the man though he was like nice he was like no i'm into i watch you guys for the for the game for for the baseball even though greta's like kind of baiting him like oh don't you like the skirts
1: (laughs) i thought so too i thought he was a tall catch which is like like greta like that's how you know she must be gay because she attracts like these guys and she doesn't do anything with them she Mm. like just like she's not gonna do anything with this guy so you can tell she's like literally not in it. To win it, um, he's doing yeah, but yeah. He's a nice guy. That's amazing.
0: He should have been on the date with Shirley. Shirley was really into him. Yeah,
1: and she was so scandalized. They made eye contact. <laughs> she was so upset. Scandalous, <laughs> scandalous.
0: <laughs> Carson wants to leave. Uh, then Greta has a line where she she looks at Carson and she says, "Why don't you just sit here and try to be normal?" Hearkening back to the oh. inhumane screaming, Greta did Greta, uh, received from Carson earlier. But I also feel inhumane like I screaming. totally identify
1: with Carson. Sorry, what? I was I, was, I liked your uh, turn of phrase, inhumane screaming. It was inhumane. How dare it she? Was.
0: Um, I identified with Carson though. Even if I was in the wrong and I deserved it, because like maybe you could say Carson maybe deserved it for being so mean. Um, I'm trying to leave. I'm like, uh, check, please get me the f out of here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's what's nice about these shows though too. Like you can relate to the person who did something wrong and the experience that they're having. Like, I'm, I'm, I, I would totally do that. I'd be like, like I don't. Like, um, just leave me alone. Get away from me. That's probably the best. Like, who hasn't had a fight like that? Where they're like, get away from me, but all you want is, like, actually them to stay and, like, comfort you. Oh, and, and you they give us what we left. want.
0: So- uh, Carson goes to the bathroom. So- <laughs> Greta chases her.
1: Yeah, she totally does. And then, yeah, so, like, I I, I, I see it. And then Carson does it again.
0: Way. She cuts yeah. her again in the
1: bathroom, deep. She says, I'm not like you, Greta. Well, she explains it a little bit better this time, though. Like, she explains a little bit. She adds a little bit of color. It's still really rude and, like, kind of uncalled for. (laughs) But she does does give it a little bit of context where she's like, I'm married. Like, there's more to this than just, like, me being able to, like, fool around with. Which she's right, and I did
0: forget. So I'm glad she reminded me. I often forget that
1: she's married. Because he's no Bill Paxton, so Bill Pullman. Which Bill Pullman? Yeah, everybody makes. He's no Bill bill. Pullman. I I, I wrote a trivia round once about the Bills. It was really funny. (laughs) Anyway, he's no Bill Pullman, so why would we remember? True,
0: true, 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 so true. Uh, I feel though. Okay, I don't know. You might disagree with me, which is good. We I don't think we've had any disagreements yet. I do feel like Carson wants to eat her cake. She wants her cake, and she wants to eat it too. She's like, she's she's giving her mixed signals. She's putting her down. She's putting Greta down. And then, at the end of the episode, we all know what's going to happen. She is going to uh,
1: yeah, her face off. She is going to eat her cake. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: question is, when will she have tacos?
1: <laughs> God, not soon <seen> enough. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to start watching that episode like, right now. I I'm not caught up. You're way more caught up than me. No, we're Um, both
0: just on, I've, we've only both seen the first three episodes,
1: but, you know, but I'm on the Twitter, I do kind
0: of, I know stuff is coming, so.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, great. Then we're like in line then. Um, but yeah, she's absolutely trying to have her cake and eat it too. And I like it a little bit because if, you know, as you know, like, women and I've definitely done this you do this little drama dramatic back and forth and it's fun it's exciting it adds zest to the relationship um but yeah just a little bit I don't think Greta hates it though I don't think Greta hates it oh obviously not the, Yeah, a little back and forth Yeah.
0: but as you said Greta this is probably what Greta's used to so if I was Greta I'd be yeah
1: Greta. it's a really good point actually I might take that back <laughs> but I'm I'm kind of inventing like a backstory for Greta here a little bit, and I yeah, wonder if I'm maybe we'll right get it as I watch more. Yeah, because I'm like inventing this backstory that she is definitely <laughs> like, and this may be more a little bit more gentleman Jack than like it's coming into it. Like she's tried to like court women who weren't willing to commit to her. Mm. Mm. Is That's Greta kind of the I'm Ann Lister about. of a League of Their Own? <laughs> That's what I mean. Yes, yes, <laughs> she is because she's independent. She don't give no Fs. And she's um, willing to be her own person. She's way more feminine than Ann Lister is. So that's like the big like difference. Mm-hmm. But I think so. Okay. Uh,
0: we go to the church again. This time, Max's mom, Tony is giving her testimony at the revival, which is essentially talking about how thankful she is for her b- business, which causes Max to bolt.
1: Oh yeah and then I would
0: too. they finally have the big cot you'd bolt right out of
1: church. I would, mid service. And I would start crying. I would definitely try to leave. I would just move. <laughs> I would mm. just I be like I'm gonna find someplace place else to live, and hopefully they'll forget about this <laughs> so Ida, you would
0: not, you would not leave your family
1: you, you no, I wouldn't but the 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 thing about walking up to those lighted neon signs with the name on it. That hit yeah. me in the guts because I'm like not it's also super inconvenient because she's like yo I'm literally about to quit. Right?
0: That's have, why I told you I think
1: her mom knows. Do, so you think it's like a ploy to keep her like maybe it was like hey don't you dare go because I paid like a thousand dollars for this freaking neon spine. Maybe I'm just
0: making it too personal. You know
1: what that's that might be right. That would make sense. Maybe that's deep down. But then again, why would she look so shocked and wounded when she does end up telling her the truth?
0: Well, yeah, so let's see. Uh, She tells her mom, and and I thought it was really funny and interesting uh, and also probably um, realistic how Max is like, God's pushing me, too, to play baseball, Mom. Why did not Tony get on board with this?
1: She said the right thing. She said the right thing. She seemed really sincere and emotive, and then, yeah, that kind of hurt. And, and again, like, I'm open to making this whole thing a parallel to the LGBT experience of sharing something deeply meaningful to yourself and having someone literally turn their back on you. Um, and it doesn't have to just be an LGBT thing either. It can be a career choice. I know some people, like, they tell their parents they want to do a certain career. They get that same exact uh, experience. So I'm very happy that they showcased that. I got um, both.
0: I killed both those birds with the one me stone. My God. my dad, of course, they didn't like that I was gay. And then before I told them I was gay, I was like, I want to be a comedian. And my dad was like, Ah, uh, that's good. <laughs> but you know, you're never going to make it, right?
1: <laughs> and look at you now. <laughs> Come on look at you now. now. Fuck you, dad. Um... <laughs> I this is gonna sound morbid, but it's my best joke and it will always be my best joke is uh I don't have any parents to disappoint anymore. So honestly <sighs> ding. <laughs> ding. to bell ring. <laughs> you get to have that dark morbid humor, I right do. Now. I do, and I'm gonna keep it. Um I definitely am gonna keep it. I always like would joke like who would I come out to now that my parents are gone? <laughs> who am I gonna like make upset? <laughs> i'll just pick a random like old lady on the bus or something <laughs> I'm,
0: yeah you should do that yeah just so like you get I'm the gay.
1: No. <laughs> yeah just a cathartic cathartic experience
0: <laughs> um after the revival church uh sesh clance finally clears up guys misunderstanding that she's pregnant Instead, he finds out his wife has hidden a draft notice from him for a week.
1: This is pretty shitty, right? Uh, we're, we're playing with intention versus like realistic. Actually, what would you do in that situation? I definitely wouldn't have hit it. Do you know what I would have done? I would have like, put it back in the envelope, sealed it, and pretended like I had never read it, and then left it on the counter and hoped that he wouldn't read it. But- okay. Okay.
0: Now we know how Ida would have done that. Why not just <laughs> say I opened it? Oh my God. And just immediately tell him. I guess cause she's in denial.
1: Yeah. I mean that's why she would do it. Honestly, I would just tell him. Like it's I'm maybe it's because I'm cold and I'm like, you know, well, oh, it's your time to go, you know, it's the war. <laughs> you think you're cold? <laughs> oh, should I not have said that? No, of course not. I'm Sometimes <laughs> I can be <laughs> cold. Sometimes okay. I can I've only seen I've only seen the warm side of you, but I believe. Yeah, you. there's there's the warm social. I don't know you, and I would love to be your friend. But then there's the also like, um, how much time are we going to spend like being sad about this <laughs> thing? Okay. Side of me. Got it. And I don't okay. love it. I mean, but there's like sometimes okay. in movies they're like, "Where's my my love?" Like I I love I love Jane very much, you know, and I'm and I, I'm very like sad when I don't get to see her. But sometimes I I just don't relate with these like grieving. For the mm-hmm. loss of when they're not gone, they're just like okay. <laughs> you don't
0: relate There's to the meme up. to the oh she left the room for five seconds and we have nope. to embrace.
1: <laughs> you don't relate to that. Nope, Liz, that meme. Okay, nope. So, I love that meme though. Could you please send it to me? Because I uh, I haven't seen that one in a while. I will. I will. Yeah, I'll send
0: it. I think I made one or two of those <laughs> memes myself. Are you? Do you relate to that? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I do. That's yeah, cute. me and Robe, <laughs> we spend a lot of time together. We're pretty attached. <laughs> I got kind of sad when the camera hit the egg sitting there with them consoling each other. Um, I do like that they're being accurate, but dear God, I hope he doesn't die at war.
1: Oh yeah. Do you think that's why they haven't developed this character?
0: Well, I watched the. Um... Do you ever watch the in the bonus materials on Amazon Prime? Um, the one no. for this episode, yeah. So, so they this one. Uh, there was one or two that was like really awesome because that's where I learned about the researchers and stuff and how they're trying to be accurate. But uh, yeah. this one, the most interesting part was that um, Will Graham, one of the creators, he said we wanted to take away part of Clance's foundation. And so, I don't know if he means temporarily oh. or permanently. I hope he means temporarily.
1: Yeah, I hope so too, because there's nothing wrong with him. I mean, he's a little milk toast and a little two dimensional. <laughs> but do you like my old lady phrases that I'm just yeah, inserting in here? It. Um, yeah. It's a little two dimensional. but. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Maybe he'll come back like super wounded and that'll add to his character, you know?
0: Okay, I'm seeing the cold (laughs) side of you, Ida. I'm seeing the ice bone chilling. Maybe he'll get wounded. Maybe he'll lose a leg or two. What?
1: Maybe he'll be an amputee.
0: Okay, okay.
1: All right. Play the buzzer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, you might be right, actually. Um, let's see. Back at the game, Lupe is shitting the bed
1: hard.
0: And her beloved coach Porter eventually pulls her pulls her from the game. They lose anyways. Oh, that was rough.
1: That was yeah. hard to watch. And I did you feel that way? Like you kind of shared that you had that kind of similar feeling, mm-hmm. like with Oh know,
0: often. Playing golf? So with uh my dad, he would sometimes caddy for me when I was out playing professionally. And um we would either disagree with stuff or he like wouldn't respect. I would be like, dad, you know, there's this whole thing. This is a side thing, but like, I don't know if you know this, but our brain doesn't necessarily understand no or don't or do. Um, it just understands like more general things. And so if we came up to a part three, sometimes my dad would be like, okay, whatever you do, just don't hit it in the water. And I'd be like, dad, all my brain is thinking about now is hit it in the water. So we just constantly clashed, but I, I had a hard time telling him those like very basic things I needed to tell my caddy, like, don't fuck me up before I'm about to, you know, he'll say things like, just make sure you don't miss this two foot putt. It's really important. Like he would say something like that. And I wouldn't tell him what I needed to tell him, which was like, shut up because he was my
1: dad. You know, everything he did yeah. was right.
0: Everything he said was right. He's always coached me since I was like five years old. Um, so I totally relate. Yeah. It was tough to watch her. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And
1: that's actually like a child psychology thing, like little kids. You're not supposed to say "Don't run in the hallway." You're supposed to say "Walk," because oh. they're listening to what the like the actual messages, not the do's and don'ts. And so, that makes sense
0: now. I, I had not yeah, applied no, it to that, but, yeah,
1: yeah, they actually like say that when you're with kids, you're not supposed to say "No" or "Don't." You're supposed to say what you've got them. To. Oh
0: my god, Ida! Every time my wife goes out, I'm like, "Don't." have sex with any other women what <laughs> am i
1: doing
0: <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. she's not gonna know she's like a child <laughs> um what did you think about the big and speech carson gives to dove in the parking lot uh how uh she saw him play as a child and it was actually his curve and his fastballs that were great or whatever
1: um so yeah i didn't understand like and I know she's supposed to be like this super awkward like oh like I love it it's very really charming. but she throws the ball at him and he's like what the hell but he doesn't say like um are you joking you just hit a ball at my car he was just like what you do doing that for it was very too friendly and then she was like oh why didn't you catch it like what? You like, bought him and then you're already backing up, like
0: Yeah. But, Do you think she was just like
1: bullshitting him? Yeah. She just wanted to scare him. Yeah, but then it's like she should have just dove in right then and been like, mm-hmm. I need to talk to you. Like this is my statement. But she was like, Why didn't you catch it? Um, I don't, you don't I catch like, things so, people
0: geez. throw behind your back at
1: you. <laughs> you're not like I I don't have that achievement in <laughs> um but i did like the speech and i am really hoping that that's what makes his character turn around i got my fingers crossed okay it's gonna be like that was that was what it was all about for so the woman again his,
0: uh, his turning point i thought it was really profound when she said to him you won't let this be real yeah He has refused to take this seriously. Clearly, there's some reason that inside his head, he's going, if I take this seriously, that means I'm actually the coach of a women's baseball team. And I got to say, Ida, when I was watching the speech, uh, I was really feeling like Carson was giving it to all the naysayers of the show, all the people shitting on it who haven't even watched it and accusing it of being too woke. She was saying uh, to those people, I say, you won't let this be real. Even though it's very much was real back in the time, you know?
1: I love it. I love that <laughs> so great. I also was not aware of these naysayers. What the hell you yeah. guys? It's you, they're up in my comments. Can't we have a show about gay people, like, excuse me, like, yeah, we're just trying no. to invite people to can't. Like, watch this and comment. Um, I, I love that. I think that's great. And I just like all of the parallels. Like, uh, the different things can apply to so many different things. That's what I love about this show, I think, the most. Yeah, I like
0: that, too. Okay, after the game we learn that Carson's husband never got the letter. Also something about how he wants more adventure for the two of them, and woo if he only knew the kind of adventures his wife was getting into.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's in Dublin, and the reception is really bad. I wonder if he has mobile <laughs> um it
0: looked like he was in an infirmary too and he was like hiding that from her
1: okay i'm glad you said that because he said oh yeah i'm in dublin and i'm getting into this adventure and it's gonna be great and then when he walks yeah into like this hospital ward yeah i think he's lying to her yeah i think so too because he says i'm really excited for this for us, so I'm really excited for this change, or so for like what we're gonna be. And so Jen was watching this with me, and when the next scene happens, she's like, "Is that what she got on like, the phone?" Call?
0: Oh, Carson hangs up the phone with her husband, and she goes. Like Kool-Aid Man into Greta's room <laughs> and is like, I have a rash, Greta, which is apparently nineteen forties code for let's go stick our tongues down each other's throat.
1: Okay, what's the girl that uh, Saskatchewan Canadian girl's name again? Oh,
0: um who's in the room? The oh Jess, I think.
1: Jess, Jess. Jess, Jess. <laughs> what did she say? Does it have bumps bumps? Like she oh, just followed right. up questions about the rash. And they just ignore her. It's so funny, but yeah. Like, so, so Jen asked me. She was like, "Why did she feel that way after? What do you think?" I'll tell you what I think. But what do you think? Why do you think she was? Well, I know
0: I can answer that question because of the bonus clip for for episode three. So
1: in the bonus clip, why are you
0: laughing? Did I watch a bonus clip? Yeah, I'm speculating, but I didn't know
1: the (laughs) answer was out there.
0: Yeah, so the Abby Jacobson actually says uh, in an interview in this bonus clip that it's specifically when her husband says something about uh, go traveling the world and drinking wine, basically in that moment, Carson takes that as, and runs with it. Like, yes, I do want to have an adventure
1: with Greta. <laughs> like,
0: I, I think I interpreted that right.
1: She says, but folks at home watch
0: the bonus clip. Sorry, what?
1: Yeah, well, um, um, he says, I feel awake for the first time. Yeah,
0: and and Carson takes that as like, I think she is like almost it's like contagious, and she's like, Oh my god, I need to be awake for the first time. Go, let me go wake myself up. I've been trying to stay asleep, I'm gonna go just wake up. And she goes and makes out Greta. Yeah,
1: so I'm gonna like make this personal really quick. So, um, just side into my life. So I was engaged to a guy, for you know, we were together for a long time and he broke up with me kind of like, I feel like this, I really related to this scene. He's not breaking up with her, but that was kind of the message was like, Hey, I want to do more things. This isn't like me anymore. I want to like go beyond this. And that was when I actually was like, you're right. I also want something different. And I was like the Kool-Aid man who into many <laughs> things along the way, uh, but I ended up <laughs> um, being, like, happier than I've ever been.
0: And
1: that's... You Kool-Aid I'm Man, in
0: days. life? <laughs> I did.
1: Well, she, like, she kind of, like, caught me with both hands. I guess. Oh.
0: Because I, I didn't weird.
1: know, because it was been, cute. Should I write so that in my vows, do you think? Please do. Um, I will. Yeah. But... Yeah, so like I really related to that No, wait, don't a put lot.
0: Kool-Aid Man in your vows. I changed my
1: mind. Dang it. <laughs> oh, well.
0: I don't
1: want um, that to be mad <laughs> i me. But I, I, did really, I, I did really like that sentiment a lot. But that's what I got from it. So if anybody listening to this feels differently, like, please hear. And I know you watched the bonus clip, so that's actually what he even said, but maybe you interpreted it differently. But yeah. she was grabbing a bow by her hands. Yeah, she's just. Taking
0: her husband's advice
1: grabbing, grabbing
0: the Greta, <laughs> grabbing the Greta by the, the yeah. grip. I didn't think of what there.
1: to grab the Greta by. <laughs> exactly. Um, Ida, what are your
0: overall thoughts on episode three? That uh their makeout session pretty much ends episode three.
1: Okay, so we start with a threesome. <laughs> we get to a awesome hookup sesh in the salon or somewhere similar, and then grabby grabby no no don't touch me and with a makeup session ten, 10 would recommend this episode <laughs> like uh um, recommend. full full of wonderful little nuggets for the whole family
0: i i really thought it was a good episode too i've loved all the episodes uh, so far
1: i i can't wait i can't wait to watch the next one i know it's not being held for me but i'm trying out the game stuff you know you know it's not being held for you? What do you mean? Like, uh, held from me? Like, you know how some shows oh. like, wait to watch the right. next episode? I know you I can watch it. it. I okay, could. I could, but I just went.
0: do you prefer binging, or do you prefer the Gentleman Jack uh, delayed weekly
1: release? I prefer delayed releases. I prefer going to the movies. I prefer having things like, you know, I, I don't like to just, like... Cause the, wait, did you just say I prefer on, going to the movies, too? Yeah, like versus watching movies being streamed. You're like, and there's the two kinds of movies. I'm people. not like feeling you on in, in all my thoughts. I'm sorry. Uh, um, no, no, but I, like love versus, it. I love it. <laughs> good, good. Versus like streaming, I'd like to just go and like wait for the movie to come out in the theater and then you sit and you have to wait for them to put it on the screen. And like that's that's a more enjoyable cinematic experience for me. Okay. All right. Well, you heard
0: it, folks. Ida likes to wait. Yes. She's a patient
1: person and cold. Yeah. You are cold and patient. I'm very cold, yeah. Well, I want to... I love uh, hugs. Thank- I'm a warm person, but otherwise... You love what? I said I love hugs, but... Oh, hugs. Okay.
0: Okay. Well, all right. There you heard it, folks. She loves hugs. <laughs> I do want to thank you, Ida, for coming onto the podcast. Everyone, make sure you go follow Ida on Instagram at my rabbit is a dog. I will have all of this linked in the description. Uh, make sure you follow Ida on Instagram. She is routinely making me laugh and I really enjoy your posts. So, everyone, give her a follow. Also, if you want to support the podcast, please leave a review or maybe even a comment. We are still very much new and all that kind of stuff helps with the algorithms and all that such. Uh, let's get this queer content out to the people who may be interested in it. So, Yeah, rate us, review us, uh, whatever. Subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. And I will be back recapping episode four. We've got a really special guest lined up. I'm excited to be talking with a actual professional baseball player. Uh, That is right. I will be recapping the next episode with Amy McCann, who has traveled the world playing Australian women's baseball team, uh, playing on the Australian women's baseball team. So make sure you tune in for that. All right. Uh, Thank you, Ida, so much for coming on to LesCast. Thanks for having me. It's such a great time as always.